2: Hey, it's Pat Boyle in for Miraz. DA is back. And on this Trash Tuesday on the Best of the DA show, are the Nuggets going to choke away the NBA Finals? Plus, your best audio of the day and sound check, including yours truly, Taking Michael Block to Town. I've had enough of this guy. Plus, it is a Trash Tuesday. So, what's bugging you? It's time to take out the trash. Also, yours truly with another edition of Canadian Bacon, Advanced Analytics, and the Epic Fails. The best of the DA show it is now.
3: We'll get to some NBA final stuff coming up here momentarily, but PDB, now I look up to you because you've done this already. You're <laughs> back with me day number one. How are you feeling?
0: Good, good. You know, it, 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 you get into a rhythm. And once you get into the rhythm, you're ready to go do some other things. We
3: have yet to find that rhythm we We've strung together a couple of drives that have ended in like field goals we sure. haven't We haven't puked all over ourselves. He's puked up a little bit, but we have we have yet to get that rhythm. When does that rhythm set in? Is it like? month 2 is it like month 6 when does that happen
0: for for a new parent i feel like it sets in maybe after a month or so okay uh i mean for someone that's done, for myself who's done it before uh it, it's it, you kind of get a rhythm by about now so it, it, it's good uh but but you'll get there i promise i promise there's a light at the end of the tunnel to get that rhythm <laughs> you'll get there and then you'll be in a you'll be in cruise control after that
3: I appreciate that. How's mommy doing? How's baby doing for you guys?
0: Oh, they're doing great. They're doing great. They're uh, 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 big brothers doing well as well. And, uh, you know, just uh, moseying along. Everybody is, uh, you know, just um, enjoying life. and, uh, And that's the way it is. So
3: now you have Timmy as a big brother to now his sister. You posted the pictures on social media. Boy, she is absolutely
0: beautiful. How'd you guys do that? Well, she didn't get the looks for me. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, yes, uh, but she is absolutely beautiful and uh she just uh it's just a a wonderful thing. It, That's it, awesome. And as you have you experienced for the first time uh, uh recently too, it, it's just there's no words to describe it. Um, and just them uh, first uh, seeing each other in the hospital, uh Timmy and and Carrie was was unbelievable and it's there's no it's the best feeling in life
3: that is so cool yeah Carrie is absolutely gorgeous and it's cool that Timmy is over the world and what is cool also is that this was not planned for those that are wondering me and Pete having um the great wonderful blessing of having children at the same time of the year neither he nor I knew that the other you know the uh, the other couple was pregnant until many months into the pregnancy when Pete told me at work. And then ultimately I told him and the guys, and it was like, when's your due date? When's your due date? And it was within days of one another. So that is just, it's so serendipitous and so awesome that it happened that way. But can you believe it? Yeah, me and Pete basically announced <laughs> announced a child <laughs> on the way the same afternoon. It was just incredible. I know,
0: it, it, it ended up being two. Uh, was it two days apart? When we were uh, you were two. You were the Tuesday. We were I was the Tuesday Thursday. the twenty third, and you were Thursday
3: the twenty fifth. Right? Yes, yes, correct. Just outrageous. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally fortunate, totally a blessing, and uh really cool. Now we got uh, now we got a couple of, of children of the DA show that are within basically two days of one another, which is which is really great. Coming up later on in the show, I've got some lessons as a new dad <laughs> with sports metaphors behind them. So we'll do that coming up here in hour number four. But let me start here this hour. With the NBA finals because the last time I I checked in with you guys was last week and that was after a week of paternity leave and I really had not watched a thing. I was just swimming in the pregnancy and the birth and the hospital and getting him home and AJ and the bourbon bell are doing wonderful. They are sleeping right now. At least I assume they're sleeping right now and you know, they've they've just been absolute champs so. Up until then, I really hadn't watched anything. I just, it was totally a blur. I missed most of the Eastern Conference finals. I slept through the iconic game six of the Eastern Conference finals. And, you know, by the time I woke up for the Stanley Cup final, I'm like, who is in the Stanley Cup final? I had to actually look at, oh, Panthers, Knights. Okay, gotcha. But I have now, over the last week, been completely locked in because I've had overnight feeding, burping, and diaper duty. So between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m., if I haven't watched it live, I am watching everything as it happened a few hours prior. And so a whole I lot
0: of top ten lists as
3: well. <laughs> a whole lot of top ten. Yeah, you you should see my YouTube search list these days. It's gruesome for <laughs> for all the old stuff I've watched between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. But the other the other night, uh, right after it was over, I watched uh, the NBA Finals Game One, then the NBA Finals Game Two. Stanley Cup finals last night, game two and game one. So I'm all caught up to date on everything happening, all the baseball, et cetera. So after watching game two of the NBA finals, you know, it's a great win, obviously, by the Miami Heat. It's a great comeback victory on the road to knock things up. Now we're at one game apiece. But one thing kept creeping over me as I watched this game unfold the other night, and that is, was this the game? that choked away a title for the Denver Nuggets. It is where we begin. It's your cold open. You know, we had guys out there that were just,
1: whether feeling sorry for themselves and not making shots or thinking they can just turn it on or off. Um, this is not the preseason. It's not the regular season. It's not round. This is the NBA Finals. And that, to me, is really, really perplexing, disappointing.
4: I mean, just uh, you need to know what to do, you know. And uh, we had a lot of mis- uh, miscommunication and misunderstanding. Uh, they were getting open looks uh, especially in the beginning of the game uh, and uh, they have we have couple couple on the end of the game too so we you just need to know where to be or what to do or what's the coverage or whatever we won on a row before i think we understand what's at stake and they did what they were supposed to do they came in here they got a split um you know now they're going home and I think we have to go in there, worried about game three. We can't worry about game four. We have to worry about game three. Um, you know, we have to be better uh, defensively. Uh, our energy have to be better. And then, you know, get that one on uh, when we play. I just think nobody cares on our team. We're not, we're not worried about what anybody thinks. Um, we're so focused in on
1: what we do well and who we are as a group that at the end of the day, that's what we fall back on, um, make or miss shots. We're going to be who we are because we're not worried about anybody else. It's how it's been all year long, and um, that's not going to change. So that's what I think it is. I think it's the I don't give a damn fact. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, park running It's DA's top story. Here he
3: goes. It's
1: your cold open.
3: So what you heard there was a number of nuggets. You heard head coach Michael Malone, Jokic. There was Jeff Green in there as well. The guy that said, we don't give a damn, was Jimmy Butler of the Miami Heat. So while the the Nuggets did blow this game, and now suddenly in the first two games, they've blown home court advantage, I don't necessarily believe that was the, the epic collapse of the series, and here's why. I still think that it takes that for the Heat to win a game. That the Nuggets are much deeper, the Nuggets are far more explosive, the Nuggets have more weapons, and the Nuggets have the best player on the floor in Nikola Jokic. As great as Butler is, and you guys know I have wax poetic about Jimmy Butler since they made the NBA playoffs dating back to the play-in game, even though he's amazing, Jokic is still a better player, Jokic is still at a notch above what Butler can do. And by having the best player on the floor and one of the three best players on the floor in Jamal Murray, I think if you had to do a draft of the players in this series, it would go Jokic 1, Butler 2, Murray 3. And then, again, once you get beyond that, I think it's a lot of nuggets in there. I think the Nuggets will still end up winning this NBA Finals, okay? So I don't think that that choked away the series, even though at times it felt like it, because as Butler just said there, the Heat don't care about anything that they can view as prosperity or failure. They are such a workmanlike machine. And in this game... It's a game two. You're on the road. And the way that you got trucked in game one, it would be totally easy for most eight seeds to kind of roll over and just be down 0-2 coming back home and just kind of focus on your home games. Focus on your home games. We'll take care of it there. And the Heat's fourth quarter was just insane. They couldn't miss. They absolutely could not miss. And when you have... The Gabe Vincents and Duncan Robinsons which with huge plays and Caleb Martins and Max Strus's coming up with game-changing, game-defining moments, you can't count this team out from any situation in any series. And the reason why Game 2 scared me is Michael Malone talked about it all time. Season long. And what have I been saying? I've I've echoed his concerns. Malone has said that they just choose when not to play defense and when to play defense. And it happened in that fourth quarter. And champions don't choose in that way. They don't decide oh yeah, maybe tonight we'll go 100%. Oh, maybe tonight we'll play defense. No, they don't have a head coach that needs to constantly wake them up. And that's always worried me. So while I do think the Nuggets still will end up winning the NBA Finals, that game two is an eye-opener because you shouldn't at this point still need your coach to wake you up. You shouldn't still need your coach to have to fire the alarm. And that's what Malone has done so often this season. Fire the alarm to make sure his guys are awake. Like me at 3 in the morning watching AJ. He's constantly done this. And so this is why I'm wondering, boy, if you keep the pressure on the neck of the Heat and you're the Nuggets and you're up 2-0 going to Miami, it feels far different than, wow, we let them get one. Again, I still believe the Nuggets will win this series, and I have picked the Heat all playoffs long to win their series, including against the Celtics. Okay, so it's not like I'm a Heat doubter. I still think the Nuggets just have a little bit too much in this matchup. But Game 2 is a real reason for worry for the Nuggets because it didn't have to be that way. It doesn't need to be this way, and they let it be this way, and credit the Heat for taking it. Credit the Heat for taking it. But defensively, the Nuggets were once again a joke in that game, and it's happened too often over the course of this series. Over the course of the season, rather. First time it's happened in the series.
1: presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck.
3: All right, welcome back. So glad you're with us. DA with you on a Trash Tuesday. We haven't even mentioned that yet. It's a Trash Tuesday, which means the trashes are coming out, coming up here In about an hour and change from now. So let us know who or what is bugging you. And we'll get to that coming up here throughout the morning here on the DA Show. Glad you're with us. And Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare? One out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. On to Soundcheck now. And we begin this morning. Talking about the NFL and the AFC South. Last week, or last season rather, Trevor Lawrence of the Jaguars had their breakthrough season, not only making the postseason, winning the division, but also that big comeback against the Chargers. We begin with Trevor Lawrence building off of year one with Doug Peterson. Here's Lawrence. It doesn't change anything for us. I mean, obviously, if anything, it's got to work even harder. I mean, it doesn't really change anything for us. Regardless of the expectations, the game is, is played on Sunday. you got to go out there and play the game. And regardless of people think you're going to win, think you're going to lose, doesn't really matter. So, um, And that's the mindset we had last year, being pretty much underdog in every game. And we got to carry that over this year, too. We still have to have that chip on our shoulder and prepare the same way. You know, we didn't we still didn't get to where we wanted to last year, so we have a lot more work to do. Let's see about this team. I think we all know that they've got a bright future. Their quarterback is excellent. Their coach seems to be the right fit. They've got a lot of talent, especially with the offensive weaponry that they gave Lawrence and with the defensive pass rush. There's a lot of reasons to like that team, especially in that division where you could have the Titans coming back to the pack. The Texans obviously are still in the middle of a major rebuild and we'll have a young quarterback under center, a Colts team that hasn't been able to get out of its own way the last couple of seasons. And so this should be the domain of the Jaguars, but it's much different when you were a young team and now you've got to build off prosperity instead of sneaking up on anybody and being everybody's kind of darling. And so let's see where this team is at. This is where, again, coaching comes in. Does Peterson have them ready to go after probably hearing a lot of great stuff about how good they already are after last season? Sometimes it's tough for a young team. In baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals have lost their fourth in a row and six of their last seven. They're now 11 games under 500 and are 16th in the league in ERA which is startling because we know the Cardinals are always competitive. They're never this bad, especially this early. Here's mainstay Adam Wainwright.
5: Everyone's frustrated. I don't know what to say. You know, everyone's, um, fans are frustrated too. I know, me is frustrated. We're frustrated, you know. um, We're looking forward to playing consistent baseball.
3: Well, it's a strange thing because the Cardinals are never bad, right? I mean, they're just, sometimes they don't make the playoffs. But they're never bad, bad. They're never this bad early in the season. And that pitching staff is a real issue. And they did not expect to be this bad this early. And so one of the stories, we always focus on the good stuff when it comes to early baseball stories. It's still kind of early because we're only two months into the season, two plus. But one of the big stories of the baseball season clearly is how awful the Cardinals are right now. And finally, in golf, how about Michael Block? Couple weekends ago, the PGA Championship. This guy, being a tour pro, finishes 15th at the PGA Championship in Rochester. Has a hole in one during the during the tournament. He's kind of like the most amazing golf story we've seen in a long time. Then finished dead last the weekend after at the Schwab Invitational. So crashing back to earth. But still riding high, maybe after flying a little too close to the sun, as he name drops who? Here's Michael Block.
5: He goes, hey, did you get MJ's uh, text? And I'm like, uh, what? I'm like, <laughs> MJ texted me? Uh, and I had thousands upon thousands of texts, so I, I I couldn't see anybody's. So I literally spent a half an hour yesterday here on the putting green at Colonial just going through all the texts that I could until I found him, And then I replied back.
3: I mean, are we serious? Imagine being Michael Block and basically working at a at a uh, at a golf course, and then suddenly your life changes so dramatically that you're getting texted by Michael freaking Jordan. The guy's a club pro. He said that's a sports center. Outrageous. Okay, and that is your sound check. I kind of feel like. That's Pat Boyle's dream, and Boyle is in for Mraz today, that if he could just overnight turn into a, a guy that gets Michael Jordan's cell phone number and like laps up the the celebrity of it all for one glorious run, he would trade in all of his chips. Boyle, am I, am I right in saying you you dream about being Michael Block?
2: Yes and no, because, DA, I, I put that in there to kind of mock Michael Block, because at this point, like, I've, I've had enough of this guy. Oh, okay. You had one weekend. <laughs> you had one weekend where you flew too close to the sun, and then you come in dead last, and then this last weekend, he fails to qualify for the U.S. Open. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's just how it's has gone the putting green, going through all my texts, I was just trying to find what Michael Jordan texted me. You know, I guess I, I had to make him wait just so I could text him back. I mean, dude, you're a loser. You're a loser. Oh, he's a lo- He just had an ace. He just had a hold and one at the PGA Championship. <laughs> yeah, congr- congr- congrats. He had one weekend, and he's talking about, yeah, you know, I'm basically the same golf player as Rory McIlroy. Those guys just can out-hit me. You're a loser. You had one weekend where you actually did something, <laughs> and now you've come back to earth, and you're talking about, and you're trying to stay relevant. Oh, yeah, well, oh, Michael Jordan texted me? Yeah, I guess I had to stay on the putting green and go through my phone to find all my texts. I mean, talk about just a a guy that has no feel and is just trying to milk this for everything it's worth. So, no, D.A. Well, maybe I wish I was Michael Block in the sense of all the fame that came to him. But you got to handle it a lot better than this. This guy is such a phony.
1: You're so funny.
2: He's a phony. I mean, wouldn't we all do the
3: same thing where he's just a regular Joe Schmoe? And he suddenly has this brush with greatness, and then he's ch- like soaking it in. Do you think that any of us would treat
2: it any differently? Um, I mean, I guess it's in the moment. I guess it's easy to get swept up in it, but maybe how about uh, get your ass back on the, the fairway and the putting green and get ready <laughs> for go. next week's golf tournament rather than finishing dead last. But hey, Michael Jordan texted me. So, you know what, guys? I'm cool. You know what? A year from now, nobody's going to remember that this guy did anything. He's never going to have any moment that comes close to what he had at the PGA championship. And he is a white dwarf heading into a black hole. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. So, this
3: is a guy that went from rags to riches. He's enjoying his newfound celebrity. He knows it's temporary, he knows it's fleeting. And you're calling him a loser who's going to be swallowed up by a black hole.
2: Okay? Yeah, right. I just want to absolutely. Make sure. I mean, we, I've seen it here in New York. Matt Harvey, you know, he was, he was the talk of the town in New York for the Mets. And then he started, you know, dating supermodels, going to the club, not doing the right things, <laughs> faded out. And uh, this guy had one week at one tournament. It's not even like he won the BGA championship. He came in 15th, 15th. And he's like, hey, yeah, you know, Michael Jordan texted me. So I just, I had to keep going through my phone and the thousands of texts until I found it. Good for you, bro, because you're never going to make anywhere near the amount of coin you made in one weekend. And I hope your wife's happy that she has to sleep next to you every night.
3: <laughs> wow. I thought you were going to go the other way here. I got to be honest. I thought you were going to go the other way, that this guy's awesome, that he knows he's never going to be that, that great. So he's just kind of soaking it up for what it is. And I did not know you were going to say he's arrogant and his wife should be
2: embarrassed sleeping next to him and that he's a complete loser. Didn't see that coming. No, yeah, because what is if you have a weekend that you ha- that he had where you finished 15th, doesn't that show you, hey, like maybe I actually do have the talent? Maybe that if I continue to work on my game and not worry about Michael Jordan texting me, that maybe I can continue to to get a little bit better and maybe in 2 weeks I can qualify for the US Open? Rather than coming in dead last in the tournament before that and then failing to qualify. Maybe if you were two strokes better, Michael, you'd be playing in the U.S. Open and maybe you could have another chance at a miracle. No, instead, you can send a nice text back to Michael Jordan, who probably didn't even remember that that he sent it. He was probably drinking some whiskey that night. Probably goes, who the hell is this guy? Oh, it was the guy that had the nice little run at PGA Championship? Oh, yeah, how's he doing? Oh, yeah, dead last? Oh, yeah, never playing in a meaningful tournament again? Yeah, screw this guy. Okay, got it. Right. I I got got it got me hot, I, da. I guess so. Bet guess on so. him. I mean,
0: really?
3: I mean, I, I, no, I, I didn't did, bet on him. I didn't take what he said there as him being arrogant and look at me. I've got Michael Jordan on my phone. I think it's more like, can you believe this? Michael Jordan's actually texting me. But you hate him, so
2: yeah, not I'm, I'm to, not a fan of this guy. I will be honestly. Out. I will be rooting for him to not do well. <laughs> <laughs> the only guy in America rooting against Michael Jordan <laughs> because <laughs> just I, to me it's a bunch of baloney. Okay. Get on with your life.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: well, we'll get on with our lives, Michael Block. So there. <laughs> so
3: what's eating you people that get in the left lane and
5: drive
2: the speed limit I gotta try the NFL man. trash my ex-girlfriend you want me to trash that trash Tuesday my favorite day of the week not for nothing time to vent
1: we take it out like the trash it's trash Tuesday
3: alright happy trash Tuesday everybody and you can always listen to the show on your phone use that dandy little thing in your pocket to stream us using the CBS Sports app or the Odyssey app both are free On the free Odyssey app, you can listen to the rest of CBS Sports Radio and every other Odyssey sports radio station in America for free. Also, pause, rewind, and fast forward live radio content and listen to our podcasts on that app as well. But you can also use the CBS Sports app to stream CBS Sports Radio. Trash Tuesday is here. Pat Boyle is in for Meraz this morning. Pat
2: Boyle, lead us off. Yeah, D, I got to trash one of my lady friends. Um, Just been bugging the absolute hell out of me lately. When are we going to hang out? When are we going to do this? Let's go out. Let's go get drinks. Listen, I got to watch, and and my response is the same thing every time. You know, locally for for WFN in New York, I'm like, listen, I got to watch the Yankees, and I got to watch the Mets. And she goes... They play every night. I'm like, yeah. You think it's fun watching the Mets suck up the joint every night? A team playing 500 baseball and they stink half the night? Half the the times they play, they're lifeless. You think I like doing that? So last night she texted me. She goes, I know the Yankees and the Mets aren't playing, so why can't you hang out tonight? And I was like, oh, gee, she got me on this one. So I thought quick, and I was like, you know what? I got the DA Bob's Bar Show coming up in a week and a half. Uh Oil to boil is going to be going down. I got to look good. I got to go overtime here at the gym. I can't hang out. She's getting on my last nerves. So you know what, toots? Take your sweet cheeks and get in line and wait. Treasure.
1: I'm getting queasy. Wow. wow.
2: The quote,
3: you know, toots, get your sweet cheeks in line and wait. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's a salvo. So how'd she take to that when when you told her, I I can't hang out. I got to get to the gym.
2: It was basically, all right, so I guess I'll see you next year.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so she's, what,
2: sixth on the depth chart at this point? <laughs> she's she's falling fast because there's, there's one thing that, you know, a coach doesn't like <laughs> Yeah. is when what someone's is coming in their office every day asking for play time <laughs> when they haven't done enough to deserve it.
3: So she wants more minutes, and you're sick and tired of hearing about it. Correct. <laughs> what can she do to get more minutes? Everybody else has to get injured? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I don't, – I don't think
2: I should say it on the air, but <laughs>
3: – well, she, So she needs to practice harder. She needs to be more versatile.
2: Yeah. Yeah, more or less.
3: Okay. By the way, how does the physique look for oil boil? Whoever comes to the Bob's Bar Show a week from Friday and comes to the farthest distance away gets to baby
2: oil up Pat Boyle's bare chest. How's that <laughs> physique coming? Uh, it was going well until this last weekend. I had my family's golf outing, so I had about uh, like 27 transfusions on the <laughs> golf course, 18 hot dogs, and then a bunch of just you know stuffing my face all weekend with food and booze. So we got thrown off a little bit off track. Minor setback for a major comeback DA. I told yeah. you this is the final stretch here. This is the final lap. I'm going to be like sea biscuit coming down the uh <laughs> down the track here going into next Friday. So I got to look good, man. These pecs can't be flabby.
0: And just for some perspective, uh he finished off a bag of tostitos within the last hour. Yeah. That, that's that, that's
2: true. I carried the, I've carried the habits over into uh into Tuesday morning. Did you call them transfusions? Is that what you call beers in the golf course? No, no, no. Transfusion is, um, it's what? It's vodka, Sprite, and then a splash of grape juice. Oh, I see.
3: Okay. Oh, That's boy. a mixed drink, I see. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I had about six of them on the front nine. I was, I was I couldn't see where I was hitting my, uh, my tee shot by the last couple of holes. Did you
0: make the back nine? <laughs>
2: It was best ball, so at that point, I was just like, you know, just get me to the green, and I'll tap in a putt. I did hit, like, a 25-foot fringe putt, though. I went nuts. (laughs) Touch a little
3: heavier pour on that transfusion, okay? (laughs) It's only my seventh of the day.
0: I'm working over here. Oh. Pete the Body, who are you trashing? Well, we were just talking about movies and television shows and stuff we've binge-watched, so I decided to partake in the first part of the American Gladiators, thirty for thirty. I want to see that and don't. Oh, it is awful. Really, <laughs> I, 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 the direction they went in did oh. not did not click with me. Bummer. It wasn't the direction I thought it, they were going. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but I am trashing that. I thought I expected it to be better, so I'm trashing ESPN for that American Gladiators thirty for thirty. They should have did better. I was really oh. looking forward to it. Totally Man,
3: yeah. gross, dude. I felt like that was right in our wheelhouse. This was late '80s, early '90s, kind of schlocky, corny, sports adjacent type thing. Thirty for Thirty: American Gladiators, I thought was a slam dunk. How did they screw that up? Well,
0: I—you'll I, see in the beginning. I, I think I feel like from the beginning it set a bad vibe. Gotcha. And then it just—I just—I fell asleep during it. To be honest with you, right. it, 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 I'm going to probably try to watch it again, but. I was disappointed. Just very disappointed with
3: it. They screwed it up. All right. Yeah. All right. That's a bummer. Peter Schwartz, who are you trashing?
0: I am trashing DA, the Los
4: Angeles Kings. Mm. So I don't know if you saw this news yesterday, but their outstanding television play-by-play announcer, Alex Faust, announcing that uh, they are not picking up his contract. They are not renewing it. And they are actually going to go DA with a TV-radio simulcast starting next season. And I just think it speaks volumes as to a terrible trend that could start in the business because TV and radio play-by-play are two completely different things, and it just comes off being so petty and so cheap that a team in a major market, one of the four major sports, can't – they don't have the resources to employ two broadcast teams.
3: Yeah, right, and how about this is happening with the Angels, too, that they took – the radio team off the road right? They, they're not allowing the radio team to travel and so they're keeping them home for travel expense.
4: Yeah and I think the Blue Jays weren't the Blue Jays doing the same yes. thing? Now, the, now they,
3: they were hindered because of the, the COVID and going back and forth from Canada to the States but, right, but that's just,
4: alleviated now.
3: Yes you're exactly right. So yeah but I mean Los Angeles two different professional teams don't have radio broadcasters on the road or anything altogether or TV. It's crazy.
4: And it's just you know I, again it, it's it's two different ways of calling a game, and listen, Alex Faust is going to be just fine because he's doing network stuff, and you know he's he'll 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 be fine with his career and everything. But I just think it's setting a bad precedent. With the if you're if you're a team and you see that a major market franchise is being cheap like that, then what's going to stop other teams from doing that as well?
3: You're right. Yep, I agree with that. Trash them.
1: This must be garbage
3: time. With my extensive experience now of all of these streaming channels, because in the nursery where we've been taking care of AJ and I've been spending the overnights, we set up a little TV over there, and it's a smart TV. So it's all the the over-the-top. It's, it's, it's rather all of the, the streaming apps, etc. cetera. And I can't believe we haven't streamlined a better way to log into all of these apps. Every single night, I feel like I'm entering another password, my email address again, activate this, put in the password, go to your phone, take a photo of this QRC or QRP or whatever that freaking code is, do this, do that. I'm like, how many times do I need to do this? It's now 2023. A lot of people have smart TVs. A lot of us are using these apps. And there is no streamlined, easy way to do it. And every time you do it, you're clicking through your remote to spell stuff, which is so hard. It's one thing to put in your your passwords when you're on a keyboard on your laptop. Or even the keyboard that obviously you could use two thumbs on your phone. It's another thing... To be, go up to the symbol button, hit that, boom, boom, go over to the lowercase, hit that, scroll down, hit T, go to the uppercase, click that, boom, boom. And you're like, how how hard does this have to be? Why is this not easier? So all the ways we got to s- sign in all these for cockta apps on smart TVs with a remote control with one button, trash them.
1: Is Oscar the
3: Grouch living in there? Tweet at me with your trashes, DA on CBS.
2: I love that you got a Focacca in there. That's
3: right. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Explaining to young folk is tiring. That's his handle. Trashing chain stores that move things around for no good reason, which causes confusion to older folk looking for staples in the same aisles for years. Hashtag trash them.
1: That deserves a trash can emoji.
3: Amen to that. Amen. Rick tweets, I'm trashing Boyle in his faux outrage. He's always mad and yelling about something. It's fake. We know he'd be bragging if he was in this golfer situation, talking about Michael Block. Hashtag trash Boyle. Hold your
1: nose. That's some smelly rubbish. Who did that?
2: That's Rick. Rick, guy's got a lot of nerve, got a lot of nerve saying I got fake outrage because I'm, I'm pissed off that Michael Block thinks he's some celebrity now because he had one good weekend of golf and he literally said himself, I'm just as good of a golfer as Rory McIlroy. He just hits the ball farther. And then you, you can't finish dead last after you say that. That's not fake outrage. That's, just, that's a guy that needed to be put in his place in life. Ostragized tweets. I'm trashing Kyrie as a Mavs fan. I'm
3: sick of his look at me attitude. Sort of like a certain listener. Oh, I think that might be a Rob with a 3-2-1 blast. But you're right, DA. Why would LeBron even leave LA? Hashtag trash Kyrie. It's the landfill. Overnight in El Paso. Tubular meat is trashing the haters. Mraz and Bogue did a great job filling in. The ever-changing cast of characters did a great job as well. Ask Bogues about Grandma Money. Welcome back, DA. Welcome back, Pete the Body. Congrats, gentlemen. Tubular Meat out. Trash the haters. So frustrating. Okay. We'll get to more trashes coming up here. Pete the Body, were you dipping your toe and listening at all over the last two weeks since (laughs) we had the kids? Because I honestly, I have not. I have no idea what's been talked about. I have no idea how the shows have gone.
0: Well, I listened a little bit in the car. When that we were shuffling to doctors' appointments and whatnot uh, in the morning around like like eight a.m. Eastern time, uh, I would say uh, a few times. Um, yeah, I heard I heard a bunch of it. A lot of uh, you know Sean's usual routine and uh, you know <laughs> pumping the chest out, trying to do the one-liners. You know a lot of that stuff. Uh, but the guys held the, held held court. I mean, they they did a good job.
3: Good. That's very good. So. We are back, although Moraz is out today and Bogus is out today, so we're only back at a certain degree. <laughs> but we but we are back.
0: And it's the summer, so. <laughs>
3: and it's the summer, so there's going to be summer Fridays and vacations here and Moraz going to Great Wolf Lodge there, and so we might be all over the place for a little bit. But we're trying to put the band back together now, and and it's been all good. And so I, I do want to say I, I've got great appreciation for the listeners that afforded me the patience to spend time with AJ and to spend time with my wife. As I said before, I take every job I have very seriously, and this job I take really seriously, and the last thing I wanted to do was shortchange my family when they needed me on top of shortchanging the audience because I wasn't watching anything. I mean, those 4 days in the hospital were they were they were a horror show at times. Let me tell you, they were it was Guantanamo Bay at times. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I'm, I'm mentally broken here. I can't do anything. There's no way I can keep my sanity. So if I were to do shows in that state, I would have watched no sports. I would have had bad takes. I would have been unfocused and tired and cranky and all of that. So you didn't want me on the airwaves anyway, but I appreciate the patience and I'm glad that the guys did a good job. <laughs> The sizzle of the best goals.
1: Sing us a song! You're the overtime ending man! The saltiness of the best games. Guys, we're having a good time! Having a good time! We crave the nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs.
2: That's a hockey, you know. It's only it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? He's a good guy.
1: It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon. Only on the DA Show.
3: You want to know how big this segment is? Pat Boyle is in for bacon. And Andrew Bogish, who's not even on the show today because he's filling in for the Bill Ryder Show, has slid into the studio chair to help grade Canadian bacon. bogish is chomping at the bit. Pete, Pete and I are back for our first go-round of bacon in weeks, and so we're chomping at the bit. And now Boyle has the
2: stage. Pat Boyle, take it away. All righty, DA. If the Vegas Knights keep porking the Panthers, this might be my last Canadian bacon of 2023. So let's get to the sizzling. Game two of the Stanley Cup final last night back at T-Mobile Arena in Sin City. And boy, were the Golden Knights looking to commit some naughty crimes on the ice. After they won game one, they wasted no time pushing their chips to the middle of the table in game two. Florida was undisciplined yet again early on, just like Mraz's diet, and it cost them big time. On the power play, Jonathan Marchessault made another bid to win the Conn Smythe. He skated with blithe disregard for the Panthers defense, and made them writhe in pain as he scored to make it 1-0. Before the period ended... Alec Martinez made like Pedro and carved up the Panthers to double the advantage. The pain kept coming in the second period when we got your goal tonight. It's a famous French song and translates to Everything's Going Well for Me. Well, a 3 0 lead and Saplan pour moi. Saplan pour moi, moi, moi. Ooh, ça Saplan pour moi for Nicolas Waugh. Waugh walks out in front and scores. Nick Waugh!
3: Nights. three minutes into the second period
2: first shot of the period and the second goal of the Stanley Cup playoffs for Nicholas Waugh. Nicholas Waugh left the Panthers in awe as he dumped it past Sergei Bobrovsky who was then yanked after a fourth Vegas goal just minutes later. The fifth time in the last 12 games that Vegas has chased the opposing goalie just like many of the bouncers have to chase drunk creeps out of the Vegas nightclubs. The Panthers finally woke up as the teams traded numerous roughing penalties, fights, and some goals in the third period. It was 6-2 in the waning moments when we got another goal from your player of the night. His second goal of the game, the cherry on top. Brett Howden plowed in and said, howdy doody do." doo Touch pass and a shot. Score! Brett Howden, second of the game. It's a power play goal. Seven-two Golden Knights. That would be the final score, and after the game, your sound bite of the night comes from King of the Hill, Aiden Hill, who has been masterful in goal, and unlike our buddy Michael Block, he hasn't let the superstardom and the fame get to his head. Here's Aiden Hill on Staying Grounded.
5: Uh, yeah, I saw the Hill sweater and a uh, warm-up there, but I, I don't know, the chanting from the crowd, like you hear the noise, but you're not really kind of listening along, but you know, it's been fun. I mean, getting that second win tonight is huge, and yeah, I'm just hoping we can keep that momentum going into Florida.
2: Well, the Red and Blue Panthers can take the red pill or the blue pill, but Aiden Hill has proved to be very difficult to solve. Game three, back in Sunrise in a couple of days, and that is your Canadian bacon. Okay! What's the grade? Is that 425? 425.
3: 425. 425. Four, four, four to quarter oinks. All right. Well, Bogish is in to help grade this and assess this. I mean, once again, we learned that Pat Boyle's just really good at this. This plays his strengths, his delivery, his pacing, his verbiage, his writing, all very good. I love something like porking the Panthers. I mean, that just feels right on a Canadian bacon. Vegas reference, chips in the middle of the table. Love the Martinez carved up the Panthers like Pedro. The Vegas bouncers line, also good. Howden gets a howdy doody do. The Matrix reference at the end. And a French song to boot. Now, I had no idea what that song was. I'm not sure (laughs) if I should. I give credit for singing in a different language. I thought it probably was a 4-5 in my estimation. I think the bar set really high for for Boyle, and like a 5 for Boyle is, oh my God, can you believe it? That's just how good he can be. Though it was slightly low for the grade I would have given him, but probably a 4-5. Bogues, where'd you come down?
5: Well, first of all, welcome back. It's very good to hear you. It's very good to see Pete. I'm glad that you are coherent for two and a half hours so far. I don't know how the nice last. So far. Yeah, 90 minutes might go here. Um I'm in a weird spot right now, Da, because I kind of didn't like that, and wow. I think this is kind of the anti-boil, where you know Boyle's five is really like a Moraz six. I'm kind of going in the other direction here. I, I thought for Pat that was that was kind of flat for me. I think really? I'm, I I might have give him just straight four oinks for that one.
3: What didn't it have for
5: you there was there was no high end blow your socks off moment like i the french so if I'm missing the French song reference, shame on me you didn't get it either if we should get that, we're both nerds and whatever so i i I can accept that blame for missing the reference and the stuff was good Alec Martinez made like Pedro I too like the porking the panthers open, but it just I don't know it just it felt at times awkward like Pat was unsure like of of what he was reading like the I don't I don't know there's just it was not peak Boyle for me.
3: Well, Boyle on his best days leave us gasping like B-rabbit in a in a freestyle competition. You were like, "Oh, yes. He did that. Oh no, he did that." And maybe there was none of those moments where you just couldn't believe how great it was. Now, Pete the Body gave it a 425. Okay, Pete, give me the thoughts on your grade.
0: Well, I give him so much credit for speaking in French. None of us can. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Uh, but I also think it could have been a reach in terms of that being the song. So if you're gonna do okay. that, I think you should do another song. Just 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 for argument's sake. That's a just, second song. Yeah, yeah. I, but I but as we've said, Pat's four two five is is so much different than the Sean scale. Right, so it is. Now, for me, whatever Pat goes up, I, I had to put it against his other work. right. That's the best way to grade Pat because mm-hmm. we know the writing's good, we know the delivery is good. we know it's it's impeccable, but is it his has it been his best? Is it in that second tier? Or is it in the third tier? I didn't think it was his best because I've heard we've heard many more that are better. And that's why it uh, went right into the 4 Right. It's,
3: it's like Brady throwing for 4,000 yards and losing the AFC championship game. We've seen him throw for 5,000 yards to win a Super Bowl. So we're like, eh, it's good, but it's not, it's not
2: the top tier. Right. Boyle, how do you feel about a 4 uh, 2 I just didn't have it today. It was flat. Wow. Wow. Didn't feel great about the writing. Um. Just gotta gotta be better. Gotta hope that there's that this series goes five or six, and I get a chance to fill in here because uh, I was quite disappointed after I was done with the performance.
3: Uh, any reason why you could point to?
2: No, not really. I mean, it's just there. There's days you you don't the the brain ain't clicking. the The creative juices aren't flowing as as hotly as they normally are. So, yeah, I don't know. I was I was searching for some puns. I was searching for some rhymes and. Nothing was really sticking to the wall. Tell us about the
3: the decision to sing in French. What was the name of that song? Where'd you get that song?
2: So that yeah, that's called Saplan Pour Moi." Uh, that is from the movie Euro Trip, which I am a big fan of. <laughs> I okay, love
3: that. yeah, that's a good that's a good movie, but I didn't know that song. <laughs> yeah, I don't know
2: when I, I was just you know when I go through and I choose the artistic process when I choose like which goals slash players I want to focus on. I feel like, you know, we probably haven't said much of Nicolas Wah all throughout these playoffs, yeah. uh, so I decided to give him some love, and uh, I don't know, the, I knew he was French, so that was the first thing I went with. Now, in hindsight, you know, when you're, when you're performing for a wide group, and maybe it's better to just play the hits and go with songs that everybody knows. Decided to go with that one, and, uh, I don't know, again, I just, it, it probably didn't hit as well as, as it normally does. Well, boy, how refreshing is this, guys, where we have a,
3: an orchestrator of Canadian bacon who says, I just didn't have it today, guys. No excuses. I got to be better. Writing was flat. I wasn't happy with that. Would we ever get that from Mraz? Nope. Nope. Would I we...
5: mean, he was making excuses yesterday I for today's that. performance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, as I said earlier, I, was, uh, I thought the guys did a great job when we were out, DA. But I will say, there was a whole lot of excuse-making by Mraz the whole week. And, and a lot of pumping the chest out, as we've talked about. So, And this was one of them. I heard this in the car yesterday, as Bogus mentioned. He was setting it up to a failure. Right. Today. Because he today. was supposed
3: to do it today, but Taylor ended up getting a fever Cor- overnight, so he had to be out today.
0: Correct. Correct. He was setting up. For if he got a three or a two. Right. Oh, this is why I got the three and a two because of this, this, and this. I'm rusty.
5: It's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks since I've done this. (laughs) You guys,
0: right after two weeks of being off that type of
3: stuff. Okay, so excuse making going into a Canadian bacon versus just owning it after a very good Canadian bacon. That was a very, very good one, but just was not up to the, the elite level. Bogue, since you were here for all of the bacons, who was your favorite? Who We had Caserta do bacon while I was gone? Yeah, there was a disputed Caserta five,
5: so he's only, he's done it twice, and he's gotten five oinks both times. Okay. But, the, but the second five didn't feel like the first five from where I sat. Let's, sure, let's
2: be honest. That was the Billy Jock alone. yes. Know, was was given out a five no matter what. Yeah, I don't think Billy understood
5: the assignment, and he and Caserta are the best of friends. So as much as we criticize Pete for some kind of subjective, you know, oinking, I think Billy might have fallen prey to looking now, out for his buddy I there. I heard
0: that. I heard that that Canadian bacon. I thought in the car, but this is me in the car with kids screaming. I thought it was a five. Did you really? <laughs> yes, but, but 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 it wasn't I, as good as his first one, which is, un, my,
5: which is my which was my problem in the moment. It's
0: an unofficial score because there was other things going on. Yeah, so that's an unofficial score.
5: Uh, Carlos <laughs> crushed it yesterday. Wow, really? Yes,
3: that's good to hear.
5: Carlos did a really good job yesterday. Carlos with a crush. Yep, and uh, and and Boyle crush delivered, but I guess the the disputed Caserta five was really the headliner, and we had a we had a pretty big gap between the one series being a sweep. And the way the games lined up, we didn't have many Bacons to do over the last 10 shows.
3: Yeah, so Caserta did one, Carlos with a K did one, and then who did the
2: other ones? Um, I think, did you do twice, Boyle? Uh, within the last, what, two weeks? When D, since oh. DA's been out, yeah. I think I did at least one more when DA was out, oh, yeah. if not two. So,
5: so that yeah. might have been it, only three or four total that we had to do.
2: I'll tell yeah. you this much. Hopefully Moraz takes off a day next week and we get a minimum of six games. If I get another shot, I'm guaranteeing the best bacon ever. I'm guaranteeing a five, and I'm guaranteeing an unrivaled bacon. Is that so? Well, I mean, just thinking out loud here, you're,
5: you're doing updates Thursday morning after game three, right? Isn't there? Oh, no. They're game
2: three, game next three game is, is on Thursday. So Friday morning, you're going to be here. Friday morning, I will be here. I oh, will be ready. All right. If you guys want to delegate bacon to me for Friday morning, <laughs> I will be in the writer's room all damn night and morning cooking up greatness because, uh, to be honest, I'm pretty pissed off with the performance I, I put through today. Boil Dog. 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 That's- dog. That's what a dog does. Gets back on the saddle. <laughs> Is that what dogs do? <laughs> they do? Dogs that yeah, can ride ponies. For sure. Oh <laughs> so,
3: all those dogs are riding on horses across the Great Plains. <laughs> and I only need to do it once. Boyle
5: wants to get back in that saddle. You give me one dog riding a horse and I'm fine. You don't need a second ride? All right. Yeah. Showing off now.
3: Well, so I don't think we're stepping out of line, right? Morazz is game three. Boyle's game four? Um. No. So game. the next game in this series is Thursday night. Oh, so we would skip a day, so Boyle would do game three.
0: I should do dueling
5: uh, dueling bacons. (sighs) No, see, I think you just need, if Boyle wants, I think Boyle has earned the right to request a redo. I agree. make good on on Friday morning. He's
3: he's saying it's the greatest bacon ever coming.
5: Right. As opposed to Sean going, I'm rusty. (laughs) He goes, I'm going to give you the best
3: one ever.
0: I don't have the green screen. I don't have my bacon costume. I can't (laughs) write. Where's his Santa hat?
3: Right, so a tale of two architects of Canadian bacon. (laughs) One is guaranteeing the greatest bacon ever, and one is saying, don't be surprised if I get a two. (laughs) (laughs) Pre-forgive me for being bad tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, very good. Bogues, so you're in for writer today, right? Uh, That's true, yes. And so were you the one asking behind the scenes whether I am coming off of an overnight AJ shift? Well, I, I I listened to the
5: show at 6 a.m. before getting on the train. I wanted to hear you come back on the air. And you mentioned the overnight shift. And you talked about watching the games after the fact. And I was wondering if you've been up since last night. And this is now ending your day. And you're going to go to bed after the show.
3: We have done. We've changed it up over the Two weeks, well, really, we've been home for like nine days or so. Those nine days have taken the overnight shift one to five. So I've slept until one, set the alarm, woken up, did one to five. Then the bourbon bell is woken up at five and then taken AJ. Last night, knowing that there's no way I could carry 1 a.m. to 10 a.m. <laughs> to the show, what we did was we broke it up a little bit in, in tighter blocks. I did midnight to three and then I went to bed for a couple of hours before we did this show. So now the Bourbon Bell is with AJ, but I had midnight to three last night. That's when I watched game two of the the Stanley Cup final. Yikes. Yeah, it's – look, this is harrowing. I I don't know, and I've got a wonderful wife that is handling most of it. I I don't – like the guy that went back to do the Little Debbie cake – routine that route when he was like why aren't you on the air I Mm. did the little Debbie route like I give that guy credit I I don't know how you would see straight if you were on the little sleep that we are on and drive a donut truck right drive an
5: actual vehicle not a made-up
3: radio spaceship exactly yeah I don't know how anybody does anything (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how the world works (laughs)
5: I don't know. I remember sleeping a lot and waking up like, oh, that was a good night. And my wife would be like, really? Was it? It it was nice for you to sleep through all of that, but I've been away for the last five hours.
0: Uh, D.A., I've had a list since 2019, and I've done nothing on that list of things I want to do. Right. Yeah, right.
3: (laughs) Yeah, the way that I I, I explain it is it feels like you're getting the play in from the sidelines with 10 seconds to go on the play clock every play. You're like, we have to rush to the line. I've got no time to make an audible. We just have to, oh, and it blew up. And it just, every play, like you just never have any time to do anything. You're just constantly in this chase mode.
0: I'd say five
3: seconds. Five seconds, right. You get the play in. (laughs) It's like Russell Wilson getting the play in from the sideline or Adam Gase calling plays. You're like, why do we get the play in in five seconds? I don't know. It's just because there's an infant that's screaming all, all hours.
0: You're playing a video game. And the clock keeps rolling and it's rolling really fast <laughs> <laughs> it's really fast
3: I'm gonna not say- to mention not to mention that a j does not sleep in the bassinet, so we've got to hold him for sleep mm-hmm. so Whoa. this is that's that's the the real issue here every time we put him down to sleep solo, he starts screaming, Mate. so somebody has to be holding him twenty
2: four hours a day, which is why there's been no sleep around here. You guys are getting the beauty of the of the struggle and it's it's amazing and Wish you guys the best, but I'm just going to say this. You guys are just reaffirming my want to have that Genghis Khan thing.
3: (laughs) I know. (laughs) Boyle Boyle designed this life many moons ago (laughs) to say, I will absolutely procreate, but I will have no responsibility in the the raising of the children. None. (laughs) None. Seems fair. (laughs) So Uh you get all the good parts. Yes. You get the making of the kid. And then <laughs> when the kid does something that you might want to swoop in and, and be part of,
2: like a big game or something like that, <laughs> you'll throw a ball cap on him. But other than that, you're hands off. It's like any other investment, DA. You put your money in in the beginning and you wait for the return on investment.
0: <laughs> you're a minority
2: owner. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel.
3: Here's Pat Boyle going after Tour Pro Michael Block. Imagine if Michael Block basically working at a, at a golf course and then suddenly your life is so dramatically. So it sounds like that clip was playing kind of low, so we're going to try to reset that. But Michael Block was the guy that came out of nowhere at the PGA Championship. I mean, regular old tour pro, a guy that works at your, your local muni, who ended up making the PGA Championship in Rochester and finishing in the top 15, was it top 20? He had the hole in one. He was on a magic carpet ride. And then the next week, he finished last at the Schwab Invitational. And then was talking on SportsCenter about how Michael Jordan texted him, and we had Pat Boyle getting very fired up about that. So let's play that clip. Imagine being Michael Block and basically working at a at a golf course, and then suddenly your life changes so dramatically that you're getting texted by Michael freaking Jordan. Wow,
2: is that so?
3: Boyle, am I am I right in saying? You, you dream about being Michael Block.
2: Yes and no. Because, DA, I, I put that in there to kind of mock Michael Block because at this point, like I've, I've had enough of this guy. Oh, okay. You had one weekend. <laughs> you had one weekend where you flew too close to the sun and then you come in dead last. And then this last weekend, he fails to qualify for the U.S. Open. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's just how it's gone the putting green, going through all my texts, I was just trying to find what Michael Jordan texted me. You know, I guess I, I had to make him wait just so I could text him back. I mean, dude, you're a loser. Bubba Watson. You're a loser. Oh, he's a Louis- He just had an ace. He just had a hold and one at the PG Championship. <laughs> yeah, congr- congr- congrats. He had one weekend, and he's talking about, yeah, you know, I'm basically the same golf player is Rory McElroy, Those guys just can out hit me. You're a loser. You had one weekend where you actually did something, and now you've come back to earth, and you're talking about you're trying to stay relevant. Oh, yeah, well, oh, Michael Jordan texted me? Yeah, I guess I had to stay on the putting green and go through my phone to find all my texts. yeah I saw you. Get back in there. <laughs> you got to handle it a lot better than this. This guy is such a phony. How about uh, get your ass back on the, the fairway and the putting green and get ready That's for cool. next week's golf tournament rather than finishing... Dead last. But hey, Michael Jordan texted me. So you know what, guys? I'm cool. Louis
1: What the hell did you just say to me?
2: This guy had one week and one tournament. It's not even like he won the BGA championship. He came in fifteenth! Fifteenth! And he saw yeah, you know, Michael Jordan texted me. So I just I had to keep going through my phone and the thousands of texts until I found it. Good for you, bro, because you're never gonna make Anywhere near the amount of- This is why you fail.
3: EPIC FAIL Question, would you buy the new $3,500 Apple VR headset That's supposed to revolutionize virtual reality? 96% of you say no! Okay, that'll do it for us this morning here on the DA Show That's exit stage left music for me Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer Today's back with us later on in the week Thanks to Pete the Roddy Milani on the Wheels of Steel and Audio Director. Good to be back with him and the rest of the guys. Thanks to Peter Schwartz on your headlines and Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch, DA. Be good and be good to one another. We will see you tomorrow. I'm DA and the Mothership disconnects.